Hello, kids, and welcome to the Eager Beaver Podcast Interview Project. When we have a guest on our show, we always ask them if they would be willing to give us an extended interview so that we may share more about them after the show. And in this case, our guest uh, this week, Bryson Silliboy, was generous with his time. And uh, so we have something special for you. We worked very hard on this, so we hope you enjoy it. We'd like to put out a warning at this moment that this episode touches on, among other subjects, residential schools. If you are feeling triggered, the National Indian Residential School Crisis Hotline can be reached at 1-866-925-4419. Our next guest, our guest for our interview is um, someone we're very, very honored to have, uh, because if you listen to our last episode, um, we were talking about how it's difficult to find someone that can speak with any degree of authority uh, on issues of importance to Indigenous uh, people uh, who happen to be, uh, we have to, with whom we happen to be sharing the land. And, um, uh, and it's hard to, like, we've asked. Uh, and uh, many people, and we totally respect that because when we ask people for an interview, we make our offers, no heat, no judgment, no pressure, right? Safe space. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, one person told me that they would love to, but, uh, given the work in the area, they've just seen and heard so much that they just don't have it. And, uh, you know, given that the indigenous community does not represent a huge share of the population and there's a lot of work, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of that work falls on the same shoulders uh, and they go out. And like, if you look at Cindy Blackstock, she's everywhere, but she's talking about a lot of the things the same time over years and years. That takes a, it takes a chunk out of you. Yes. Right. So, uh, some person, uh, on Twitter with whom uh, I've been following and who follows me uh, and for some time now uh, wrote something absolutely fantastic uh, soon after uh, news of the discovery of the uh, unmarked grave in uh, Kamloops uh, went out and uh, appropriately shocked the nation Mm -hmm. should not have surprised, (laughs) but shocked. Um, that's and, the key thing. It uh, didn't surprise me. It is a shock. It yeah. is a shock. Yeah. We should be shocked. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we should not be surprised. No. But we should be shocked. Um and uh and viscerally. Viscerally. I mean, this time it was in your face, mm-hmm. like right under your nose. You have to look at it. You can't ignore it. You can't it's there. You mustn't look right? away. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, uh, that came out and, uh, people are, there are people right now, there's a moment right now and there are people that are ready to hear things that they may not have been ready to hear before. Mm -hmm. There are people that are having feelings about this and would like to express them. However, um, you know, It requires uh, bravery and courage uh, to go out and start speaking about a subject uh, 
that is not your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Especially if you don't have the words, you don't have the vocabulary because you know you're going to make mistakes. Right? Yes. And you know somebody's going to call them on, call you on them. Mm-hmm. And not everybody's going to be kind about it because, you know, welcome to the world of the web. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that makes people not want to stick their necks out, right? Like we had an example, you know, uh, right after we heard about the discovery, people were calling for flags to be flown at half mast, right? And when it wasn't done, people were going, wow, they can't even do that. And then when it was done, it was like, oh my God, this useless symbolism. Well, mm-hmm. You know, you're going to get that, that. That's not new to any subject, right? No. You're going, right. You're going to have a pro, you're going to have a con side. You're going to have parts that are more militant and parts that are more, uh, so parts that are more activist minded, parts that are more ad- advocacy minded, and it all works together mm-hmm. at one point. But thinking like if Cindy Blackstock is calling for half mast and if people are criticizing after, <laughs> you know, you know, Joe and Jane Canadian, are they going to venture out? So mm-hmm. last week we tried to venture out uh, and we did get a compliment uh, from someone about it, uh, which kind of touched me. Well, which kind of touched me, which did touch me, but in one way I, I will read it. Normally I read this, uh, I will read this stuff at the end uh, as the part of the feedback, mm-hmm. uh, but I, uh, I saw it and I really liked it. And I started looking. Yeah, here it is. It's going, uh, Eager Beaver, the missing episode about residential schools was so well done. I'm happy that your disgust at this horrible part of our country is fully expressed. I thank you for that compliment. But my disgust is was not fully expressed. No. Like, not even remotely closely. Because even though... I stuck my neck out to address the issue. I did it in the safest way possible, Mm -hmm. right? I went to the APTN website. I was hoping for an article written by the APTN. It was a Canadian press article, but I figured if they put it on the site, right, the information was good enough. Mm -hmm. And we basically introduced the subject, read the article and made a little bit of general commentary. Very little. Uh, Not very, very deep level. No. Like this. And because we had to talk about it, but that that's literally as far as we felt safe going. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm a 53 year old white man. I'm not the one I'll, I'll tell you my feelings and then I'm going to sit back and listen and learn from those who can truly teach me. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it, the thing is, we're, we're gonna, a lot of people like me are going to get really uncomfortable. I, me, possibly less so because I've been getting uncomfortable for the past 15 years, learning from people who have walked in shoes that I can never walk in. Mm-hmm. I, can never, I can never experience what it's like to be a woman, to be a gay man, to be a trans person, to be a black person, to be an indigenous. I can never experience that. So I... I do my best to try and listen and learn as much as possible. And in the beginning, it was difficult to hear. It, it was ego crushing. But I had to remind myself from a dear friend said, Paul, this is not about you. Sit back, shut up and listen, listen. And I said, thank you, Rachel. That was what I needed to hear. 
and I needed to hear it from somebody who could say it to me in a manner that would um, not set me off. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. My mm-hmm. fur wouldn't get up if you like. I I, I could hear those words from her and go, "You're right. I, I'm just going to listen and learn." So the last mm-hmm. 15 years, I've been doing a great deal of that. And guess what? I'm still learning, and I'm never going to stop. And I I will never fully understand. I will never mm-hmm. fully understand because how could I? But I'm going to do my best to to try and be the best person and the best ally I can be. Mm-hmm. And. This is a subject that um, I don't have any experience in, right? I I don't. Um, So it's time for me to listen and learn again. So with that, because ironically, we've given a very long introduction. (laughs) Yes, we have. We have. But our guest, first of all, has the coolest Twitter handle. Bryce and the Gative. <laughs> That's pretty badass. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> he's Mi'kmaq. He's Two-Spirit. Uh, uh, kids, please uh, lend your ears to Bryson Sillaboy. Hello, Bryson. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Bryson. Hello. Thank you for having me. We're very, we're very happy, very happy you're here. <laughs> and we're not supposed to technically let people know how the sausage was made, but we tried to do this interview about two weeks ago, and... Yeah, Murray Tech. retrograde. I don't know what the heck was going on, but we had eight days of computer crashes. And then we thought we fixed it and we did a test. We well, we didn't do a test interview. We did a full other interview, but on a whole other subject. Because at the moment where we were talking about not having people not repeat themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? We were having computer crashes. So we were doing the test interview and then we get lightning strike. Seriously. Electric- <laughs> electricity goes out. The power I'm not kidding. Out. Right. So we're, we're hoping this one, <laughs> this one yeah. goes through. Like Knock on wood. Fingers yeah. and toes are crossed. And Bryson crossed. has been very generous with his time. So kids, I generous. hope we really, really have extra appreciation for this. Okay. Uh, hi, I'm Bryson. Uh, I'm from um, uh, Cape Breton <laughs> in Nova Scotia, uh, which is called uh, Unamagi in, in Mi'kmaq. I'm, I'm Mi'kmaq. Um, and Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, PEI, and such as, you know, in a place called uh, Mi'kma'ki, where we're from. Yeah. I know the area Welcome. Well. We're really, really glad to have you. Thank you. <laughs> Again. <laughs> um, Bryson, with a lot of people, uh, the subject coming up, like I said, a lot of people want to get involved and uh, mm-hmm. don't really know how to or wondering. So, uh, Bryson, uh, just out of the goodness of his heart one day seeing a need uh published uh some tips for mm-hmm. people who would like to be uh allies so I actually calls it uh, indigenous allyship etiquette i guess and well you know that i like the sound of that classy it does doesn't it yes. yeah because you know like you're coming into a space that's that's you know could be kind of foreign uh so you know i kind of decided that you know people need a crash course in it um yeah and i i just sat down for a couple hours and typed away with my thumbs and next thing i know i found 30 points that i uh that i i came out of my head (laughs) you know and this is like a personal kind of um list you know like because like you know us indigenous people we're all different 
mm-hmm. uh, just like anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought that this was the best in my teachings that I could I could um, give to uh, non-native people. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's time for us to learn. Please take it away. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the first um, the first point is uh, is allyship is first and foremost uh, an earned position. Uh, that takes time and effort. It is not automatically granted because you did a thing once. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, most importantly, it can be re- revoked at any time for any reason without your say. Uh, respect goes a long way. And you'll see that uh, respect is throughout the whole list, really. Mm-hmm. So, so if I'm understanding this, it's like, for example, I can't declare myself necessarily an ally, right? Somebody's yeah. going to determine it's like, you're an ally and that happens yeah. after you know you've you've rolled up your sleeves and you put in some sweat equity and some elbow grease and yeah. me for example and mr grizzly and i by doing this show and having you on once is not no, no, not, not even close no. not even close. it's the start, it's, the start. it's a step it's a step <laughs> yeah. right? right i'm not going to break my arm yeah. patting myself on the back saying look look at the great ally i am for t-. no no yeah that's not it that's not how it works you don't get to declare yourself an ally. That yeah. okay. is declared by others, not you, especially old white guys like me. We don't we don't <laughs> declare that. It is not our no. place to do it. All right. Yeah, and then the um, the second point is, uh, you know, don't do not center yourself or your feelings in indigenous issues. Uh, you know, you're here to learn. And, you know, with allyship, it's a learning process. It's going to take a lifetime to learn, as, as you said, you know. Um, and with centering, you know, you just don't, you don't want to make it about yourself. You know, like you're, you're a guest into this, into this uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. We're here to you observe and learn. Respect, yeah, respect. Yeah. Listen, right. that's the hard Next part, one? right? That's the hard part for us is to listen. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know. And uh, the third one is uh, respect boundaries of indigenous people. Uh, we all have different boundaries. And, you know, as I said, you know, we're all different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what uh, what I say about allyship is totally different than what my sister would say or my my, you know, cousin, you know, two provinces away would say. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just, yeah, it's, it's different. But, you know, like if, if you're around the the region that you're you're doing allyship you'll learn pretty quickly what the protocols are in in spaces for that uh nation or that uh specific reservation and stuff like that okay very true very true and the uh fourth point is very short and simple it's uh no tone policing okay now for our we uh on our blog uh, we had somebody actually asking this, what is tone policing? I tried to give my best definition, but. You know, it's a uh, tone policing is kind of um, somebody, somebody coming to you and saying, check your feelings, you know, like, you know, say if I, I'm being barraged by a racist person um, and, you know, I say F off, you know, like, Mm-hmm. They'd be like, "Oh, you can't say that because you got to respect them." No, like, no, you don't no. have to respect them. No, no, you, no. <laughs> you know, and it's just like it's like you know, like 
for especially for indigenous people like you know we're getting we're getting hate you know 24 mm. 7 sometimes you know and it, it wears down on you so you know like sometimes yeah you're gonna you're gonna be emotional when when you speak mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know because we all do it you know yep. and and for for a non-indigenous person to say hey like you know calm down on that it th- yeah that's tone pleasing okay. and it's the worst well, thing you can do yeah yeah i had a question because mm-hmm. people find themselves in various situations yes and without tone policing if someone is participating in a conversation like this and the conversation is taking is becoming aggressive what's the delicate way or the appropriate way of letting someone know that the aggressivity may not be necessary because you're not here as an enemy oh yeah that's a tough question um (laughs) for me like you know, like it's okay for somebody to tell me to take a step back, you know, take a breather. Um, you know, for other people, it, it could be like anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, that's I, a pretty tough question. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had a situation where I was discussing with someone that was actually mm-hmm. very interesting. And I was thinking, oh my God, this would, person would be very interesting to have on the podcast. Yeah. And the discussion uh, centered around anger. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you don't have to preach to me that the anger is justified and legitimate and righteous, right? And that we're going to be exposed to it and that we need to get used to it and it's going to make us uncomfortable. That I'm there, right? You're preaching to the choir on that one. But if I want to talk about, okay, what do we do with anger? Because anger is a fire, it's a fuel, right? Yeah. We can channel it, we can use it. You know, after what? You know, we were, okay, we agree that the anger is justified and righteous. What do we do with it? Yes. Yeah, and it, so and I think that I asked that, and then I got accused of tone being of tone policing. Mm. Well, I think like another thing with that is like you know like there's a difference between having like anger and then having that anger get personal. You know, um, it's you know like I can be angry at somebody, but when I start you know berating how they look or like you know how much they weigh or like where you know if they have parents or not and blah 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 blah, you know that's Mm -hmm. getting personal and i'm Mm -hmm. like whoa i'm getting way too angry you know like somebody needs to calm me down yeah Mm -hmm. you know and and you know i've i've gotten that far and and it's not pretty to do but you know Mm -hmm. we we all do it we all do it we all do it yeah absolutely um we 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 all have pent up anger from something at there's something at, at some point in your life that that created yeah. a, a pent-up angry energy that every now and then like a volcano just you know erupts and yeah it, it, it'd be wonderful if we knew when it was going to happen when we, and we could totally control it but that's i mean we're human beings we're not robots we're not automatons you know yeah yeah exactly and when you add, like, when there's something like this issue that's deep-seated and a long time, it's like this undercurrent, this this river yeah. that's running under thing. Because add that to just, like, the daily BS. <laughs> like, 
you come to every conversation with everything you brought brought with you in during that day. Mm-hmm. So sometimes yeah. you're reading a tweet like this and it's just, you know, somebody's going like, what did you mean by that? Like this and is asking like that and you're reading it. What did you mean by that? Yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. just go off. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's yeah. the thing it's about like, print. What, what, what filter are you, what, what lens, how dark is the lens or how rosy is the lens on any given day? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause so, I know like I can, I can get pretty angry because I know how intergenerational my anger is. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen, I've seen how my mother got, and how my grandparents got because they were in the residential schools. So you know, like it, it weighs on you so much. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And one, yeah, and one little comment can set you off. Mm-hmm. <sighs> or one little comment can motivate you to be like, hey, like. I'm going to change your ways. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't care how long it takes me. (laughs) Well, you know, um, what what is uh, love and kindness and compassion can go a long way. There are some people that don't deserve any of those things. And I know that sounds terrible for me to say that. No, but it's true. You know who those people are. They're just filled with hate and rage and there's nothing that I am capable of doing, of changing them. They need st- professional therapy, probably some medication, and they probably will never get it because they don't think there's anything wrong with themselves. Yeah. 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 Right? It's like the question, right? The, the saying hateful people never stop to ask themselves, am I being hateful here or... Um... They don't. Because <clears throat> they think they're right about everything. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay, let's continue on. Please. Okay, number five is uh, race shifting is a huge problem in allyship. Uh, no one cares about your 10 times grandmother's mystical native origins. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, uh, we get this all the time. Like, you know, like, we have people like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I took a DNA test and, you know, I'm 2% indigenous, you mm, know, and yeah. stuff like that. So, like, yeah, so like, they kind of... You know, and again, it goes into into the other point of, um, you know, of of don't center yourself. You know, uh, mm-hmm. they become so in, enthralled in it that it becomes their personality, and next thing you know, they're on some board of something, and you know, being the indigenous advisor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, <laughs> so like, mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, <clears throat> that like that episode of Seinfeld when Kramer, I'm one sixty fourth Cherokee. Yeah. What, what the hell does that mean? Come on, really, really. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right, it, and it's always now this person is the, on the advisory board to. Whoa, whoa, hang on a second now. Come on, really. But yeah. it happens all the time, right? Too many, yeah. And Too many again, examples. It, it's yeah. a white person centering themselves. It's yeah. they're making it about themselves. That's what yeah. it is. And as as you can see, like all these points are all interconnected. Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so number six is settler and colonizer are not derogatory words. No. Okay. Um, you know, they're they're a descriptor of of, of people. You know, it's it's uh, you can see it in, in most of the uh, treaties, you know, like they, they use settler as, as as terms for the people coming coming here mm-hmm. it, it's yeah. not it's not the n-word for white people yeah 
in a lot of ways, people seem to think it is, but I'm like, uh, no, yeah. it's a simple fact. It's it's an undeniable fact. Period. Yeah. So don't get yeah. don't get your back up. It's it's what it is. Okay. I guess. Yeah, and people are like. <laughs> go ahead, please. Oh, people are like, uh, you know. Oh, sorry. No, people no, no, are no, like. No. <laughs> go ahead. Oh God. Um, <laughs> people are always saying like, you know, what's the difference between them? I'm like, you just don't want to be a colonizer. You know. Yeah. Okay. That, that okay. means you're going to be a, a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Conversation not going well for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and you can move in between both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that would, yeah, I mean, we're definitely, my family's definitely settlers. We came here in 1850. So, I mean. Yeah. Okay. Here's an interesting question that I've heard. Um, people who have immigrated to Canada, they turn around, they hear this and they go, well, it was like, like my ancestors didn't do that. My, like, but when I said like, okay, yeah, but. You know, I turn around and says, okay, but you're living here and you're getting all the benefits of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know, it was, was my my first thought. But I mean, like, what's crudely, if they say, why should I care? Yeah. Why should they care? Oh, you know, um, they should care because, you know, like they're coming into our country and they're, you know, they want to be here, mm-hmm. you know, and they want to learn everything about about us. You know, so I think telling people about the true history of, of, of Canada and not the, not the sugar-coated mm-hmm. history is what honors all the past atrocities, you know? Yeah. So, you know, like an Im- immigrant, they should be taught all this, you know, all raw because, you know, that they need to have that judgment, mm-hmm. you know? You know our our country is great, but you know we have some faults. We we do, and and uh, what was it? Uh, former Prime Minister Pierre Trudeau once said, "Canada is a dream, right? Don't let the dream yeah. die. It's a dream. We're, we'll yeah. we'll probably never fully realize it, but as long as we're working towards it, I think that's a good thing. And and yeah. you're right. It, it, people need to know the history, warts and all. Yeah. yeah. Because how, how do you make the place better if you don't know? You, how, how do you know where you're going if you don't know where you came from? Yeah, yeah right? exactly. Yeah, exactly. And number seven is in North America, Native people cannot be racist towards white people. Okay, yes, some we, people are going to get their backs up on this one. <laughs> they will. Yeah. They will. You know, yes, we, we can be, um, we can discriminate mm-hmm. against white people. You know, we can have prejudice against white people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, in North America, the predominant culture is white culture. You know, it's a Western uh, Western society. Um, you know, it is built on, on racism. It's built on slavery. It's built on, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, was, that was wrong, you know. Um, so the, the social economical structure of, of Canada... And our end of the United States is geared towards the um, white population. There's no question. Or so we don't. That. Yeah, we don't have the power. Like Indigenous people don't have any any structural power. Well, mm-hmm. and th- that's and that's it in a nutshell, right? Um, yeah. You can't be racist towards white people because 
white people have all the power and all the money. Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah. it is. And, and that's what racism is. It's whoever holds the most power and all of the money is the one yeah. who is racist. And like yeah. you said, you can, you can discriminate and you can, and you can hate, but it's not, there's a big difference because racism yeah. in and of itself is one party is, is trying to elicit controls and yeah. power over another. Yeah, you know, and, and like uh, from my teachings of, of anti-racism is, you know, like the simplest way to put racism is racism equals prejudice plus power. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, That's exactly what it is. I mean, look, I'd be a fool to say that I don't benefit every day from uh, multiple generations of white supremacy. I'm not a white supremacist. I'm not a racist. But I've worked very hard to not be that way. Now, that being said, a lot of white people need to understand that you can be a white person and be racist and not be a hate-filled, cross-burning, white hood-wearing individual. Because yeah. they think that's mm-hmm. just what racism is. It's like, no, 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 no. There's, it's so much more nuanced than that. And, <laughs> I mean... Well, you know, a good thing... Sorry to interrupt No, you, no, but, it's okay. Uh, go, 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 go. A good... Um, tool that I always, I always use, uh, about, you know, the power structure is, um, a article written in the eighties, uh, by Peggy, I believe Peggy McIntosh. Mm-hmm. It's called unpacking the, uh, invisible knapsack. And, you know, over a couple, couple weeks, she, you know, wrote down in the middle of the night, why, why she has white privilege. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like she would say stuff like, you know, I can move into any, any, neighborhood i want to and let my kids play in the yard mm-hmm. you know i can get a job anywhere i want to with no questions you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so that's a great article um if you if you ever I, i'll send you the link okay thank you repeat it again um it's uh un- unpacking the invisible knapsack okay i it it, it that's Sorry, sort of Peggy? reminds me by Peggy McIntosh McIntosh okay Peggy McIntosh. thank you it sort of reminds me of a, a few years ago uh post Red Blacks Ottawa Red Blacks football game uh it was I think late October so the game's over it was a Saturday evening and I don't know if you know Ottawa at all Bryson but uh yeah Lansdowne Park the football stadium it's like it used to be a, a, a crumbling parking lot in the middle of the city now okay. it's a hub of activity there's bars restaurants shopping it's, it's where to be. So post-game, there's all kinds of restaurants and bars and patios. And one of the places that we like to frequent uh, was a client of mine. I, I put their AV system in. And um, I walked up, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's like a 40-minute wait to get a table. I'm like, okay, don't worry about it. So we're standing out front, and I'm talking to some friends, and there's a group of young people sitting right in front of us. And my buddy goes, just, just go in. I'm like, no, I can't do that. I can't. He says, just go in. Just go in. I needed to use the toilet. And I said, I can't just walk in and use the toilet. I'm not a customer. They're like, yeah, but you built the place. I go, that's irrelevant. I'm not a customer. There are other people waiting in line, waiting to get in. I can't just walk through that. And this one young woman looks at me and I go, yeah, I realize I'm a, I'm a 50-something white man. I can do whatever I want. I know I could walk in there. I could walk straight through. Nobody would question me. I know that. But I didn't realize that 10 years ago. I, I knew it, but I still, I don't use it to my advantage because I can hear my mother's voice in my head going, what the hell do you think you're doing, young man? That is rude. You wait your turn like everybody yeah. else. 
So yeah. because of that, you know, I came to that sudden realization of the, the immense power that I wield being this. And it's like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I will use this power to benefit those who don't have it, but I'm not going to use it for myself. Because let's face it, just walking down the street every day, I benefit from it. Yeah. I, I, you know, I just benefit from it. I, I'm not going to get questioned by the police. I'm not going to get carded. I'm not going to get, you know, I mean, it's white privilege is a real thing. And the more people yeah. come to fully realize how real and how authentic it is and how much it benefits them, when they come mm. to the full realization of that, it might make the world a little bit better place. Now, there's some people who are going to go the opposite way and say, all right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's like, you know, like it's okay to have privilege. Yes. You know, like I, I benefit from, you know, my cisgender privilege. I benefit from my male privilege. I benefit mm -hmm. from my white passing privilege, you know. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it's, it's just how you use it. Yes. You know, like, yeah, that, that boils down to it. You know, you're not, a, you know, if you're using it to make change, yes, that's great. Mm -hmm. If you're using it to say white power, uh, okay, you know, that's, that's, you know, mm. bad, <laughs> yep. you know, say, say it in a nice way. It's bad. Yeah. So, mm. you know, it's all, it all boils down to that. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay. And, uh, number eight is, mm -hmm. um, white people or calling you white isn't derogatory. Um, you know, like we're going to probably get a couple questions about that. Um, mm. you know, like, you just look at it too, like in a way where most of our, our forms that we fill out ask mm -hmm. about our, our race, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so that most of the forms that we've don't even question, you know, mm -hmm. say the bare minimum, <laughs> yes. you know, are you black, white, indigenous, you know? Yep. Yep. Well, yeah. it's not an insult. It's a fact. I'm, I'm white. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, you know what? I, I, I do get my button pushed when somebody says, Hey, white boy. I'm like, boy, <laughs> I'm 53 years old. I'm a yeah. man. White man. <laughs> Call me white man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So number nine is uh, cultural appropriation uh, is also a huge problem. Mm -hmm. uh, being invited to perform a ceremony, um, Participate in drumming or crafts doesn't give you a free pass and to claim these as your own. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's, it's, um, it's a slippery slope, uh, mm. cultural appropriation, because, you know, like we like sharing our culture, mm -hmm. but there's, there's practices and, and ceremonies and, and stuff that are, are closed. You know, you can mm -hmm. watch it, but you can't participate in it. You know, like, yeah. Yep. That's completely understandable and respectful. It's it's like, and that's not you know, unique. No, no. Every culture has that. Yeah. Mine is yeah. mine is mostly uh, in the pub on a Friday night, hoisting a pint of Guinness <laughs> and singing a sea shanty because there's a lot of the Irish in this fella, you see. But but <laughs> that's where they make all the white people. By the way, is Ireland. <laughs> 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 Are they the little balls in the Guinness can? Yeah, that's what it is. 
Every time you open a can of Guinness, the nitrogen that releases, those are the seedlings for all the white people everywhere. Why do you think the head of a foam of Guinness is almost white? Oh, my God. Well, I'm just trying to put a little bit of light into a really heavy subject here and, and yeah. use a little yeah. self-deprecating humor. I mean, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Mommy, I gotta, white people I gotta take a breather. <laughs> we should take a break. <laughs> okay, let's take a break and we'll be right back. Okay. Hi, this is Mr. Grizzly telling you that, um, well, I don't have hands, I have paws and claws, but if I had hands, I'd be more than happy to wash them. And if a mask would fit over my giant snout, I'd be happy to wear it. But I live in the woods and climb trees for a living and eat salmon on occasion. You don't do that, so please, wash your hands, wear a mask, and remember to stay two meters apart. And if two meters is complicated, that's about the length of two hockey sticks on average. We good? And we're back after a short pause for the cause. Uh, Bryson, please tell us more. Um, number 10 is uh, respect elders and respect women. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Pretty pretty simple. <laughs> pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. General. <laughs> pretty simple. Um, yeah. Could you also speak to about because uh, maybe a lot of people don't know this, but the, I, I remember once I went to a powwow on Remembrance Day and I was told something about uh, the children running around and, you know, we should not see that as strange or odd, you know, so that's like, gee, why are they not controlling their children? So there's also respect for children in space. And I was wondering if you could speak for that as well. Well, um, I'm not like... 100% sure, but I know, like, um, you know, I, I've been told, you know, it's it's the children chasing their spirit, mm. you know, so so let them do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, 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 I hear you on that one. I agree with it, too. Um, let kids be kids, because yeah. once your childhood is gone, the rest of your life, you have to fall in line, you know, and fit into a box and a category. And yeah. so, yeah, let kids be kids, man. Yeah. Love it. Thanks for that. Oh, no problem. <laughs> um, so 11 is, uh, if attending events in person, always show up sober. Uh, so yeah, you want to be su substance and alcohol free. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's pretty, uh, pretty, simple, pretty straightforward. to the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and 12 uh, is capitalized Indigenous, First Nations, Native American, etc. Um, when at all possible, uh, use the person's nation name. So like, you know, I identify as First Nations, but I prefer that if you would say, you know, Bryson is a Mi'kmaq person, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. instead of saying, you know, First Nations person. Okay. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, it's simple enough to just... Uh ask the question it's yeah. kind of like the, the what are your pronouns right yeah what what do you what do yeah. you like and what do you prefer most people will tell you yes you know, right right in there they'll even tell you even before you ask <laughs> you <know? laughs> which, is, which is good yeah. right 
and, yeah. and, and if anybody gets offended by that, it's like, okay, so you need to learn some stuff. Mm-hmm. You need to learn. You should not be offended by this. Yeah, because, you know, like in Canada, there's over 500 unique separate indigenous nations. So, you yeah. know, like that's saying First Nations is just, you know, a big umbrella of it. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And all the other nations are just raindrops. That's yeah. Again, good image. Mm-hmm. Very clear. <laughs> yeah. Um, number thirteen is do not use our natives or Canada's natives. You know, like that's um, mm. just saying, like you know, that's a, it's in a in a possessive uh, term. Mm-hmm. So you know, like it's saying, like you know, Canada owns these people. Yeah. yeah. It was the, yeah. in the introduction. I was like talking and it was like oh my god i'm going there i go there how do i turn this <laughs> sentence around and it was like with who we happen to share the land because <laughs> i was like it was like just the way my sentence was going was like no yeah. so yeah it, it's it's tricky yeah it's you know it's okay you to have to do it make a mistake like that you know like yeah. and we're gonna make um it's, yeah and it's 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 if you don't learn from it then then that's where the problem is become mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Well, you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, look, uh, the first time somebody said, well, you're a settler living on stolen land, I kind of went, I didn't steal anything. Like, not you personally. The land was stolen from my people hundreds of years ago, and you get to benefit by living on it. And I went, oh, right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. And it, it when it, you know, sometimes it's, it's like, uh, try, uh, hmm. This is difficult for me to put into words, but there, uh, I can take a, a verbal punch and roll with it. A lot of people my age and older, white people, are incapable of it because they're used to being in that position of power and authority. And, and it doesn't matter if you work at a 7-Eleven or you are a CEO. You have a position of power and authority over somebody who is not white because white people are in power. Uh, it, it, there's no beating around the bush about that, right? So, yeah, when somebody says, you know, chill out, calm down, relax, it's finding the kid glove way to tell somebody. Yeah. And that's the difficult part, I think, sometimes. Uh, because, the, like you said, the position of power, they're not willing to give it up. And when they hear that, they're, you know, a settler living on stolen land. But, uh no, 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 no. You, not you personally. This is not a shot across the bow of you. Mm-hmm. It's just a simple statement of this is what you benefit from. And, and again, got to find the kid glove way to, to tell them that so that they don't get too offended. Now, me, yeah. I can say exactly what I want because of who I am. It's, you might have to walk on thin ice in comparison to me when it comes to that, right? And I'm just guessing. Yeah. No, yeah, it's true. You know, like, you know, um, we're always told, like, you know, we always have to take the high road in situations, you know, mm-hmm. be the be the person to educate when all you want to do is punch them in the face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You know, people need to get like, punched like, in the face. I want to do that. Yeah. No, no people <laughs> need to get punched in the face. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. And, and, and I'm doing it human, actually doing it 
illegal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a yeah. reminder. Yeah. 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 Somebody think about punch them in the face. That's perfectly normal. Actually doing it. No, 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 no. I, I, don't, I don't. Sometimes I just want to like carry around a water bottle and, and do what I do to my cats and just <laughs> find them. You no, know, like no, get away. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Well, and it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So number 14, we kind of um, uh, touched on that already. Um, mm -hmm. I said that, the, you know, there's no such thing as Native American culture. Uh, we are not a monolithic culture. Mm -hmm. uh, there are over 500 distinct Native cultures uh, and each are unique. You know, like... Um, you know, for us Mi'kmaq, we were the one of the first um, nations to be colonized. You know, and mm -hmm. you know the uh, Sumac people on on the British Columbia coast. You know, they're or not Sumac, um, Coast Salish. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they're some of the last ones. Mm -hmm. So they're they're diff they're unique to us than we are to them. You know, mm -hmm. well, you're thousands of yeah. kilometers apart. Uh, and, yeah. You know, at a time when uh, you didn't venture that far, right? No. Because you, you simply couldn't. You would die in the forest by whatever yeah. case may be. So, yeah, of course the mm. culture is going to be different. And I wish more people could just grasp that concept. <laughs> yeah. Is, is there an appropriate sort of umbrella term for it if somebody were to discuss it, wanted to be discussing in general? Or is it like mm, if you're, you, you know, can talk, uh, about, talk about it in general, but not as individual? Yeah, you know, like, um, you know, like saying stuff like, you know, the first First Nations peoples were here, you know, prior to contact. You know, that's using it as a blank, blanket mm -hmm. term, you know, or like, you know, um, First Nations people were, you know, could have been hunter-gatherers. They, you know could have been this or that you know mm -hmm. so yeah you know like there's ways ways to do it uh respectfully mm -hmm. okay yeah that makes sense yeah absolutely yeah but you know like you know saying stuff like you know oh yeah i learned about the native cult native american culture you know <laughs> saying it as in, in a as singular mm -hmm. yeah 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 well, it, gotcha. you know, and, and for, for white people listening in who don't fully grasp this, it's like uh, not all white people are the same either, right? And white people will say, oh, yeah, of course not. Uh, I have Irish heritage. I have German. Well, but <laughs> you, th you, th you think indigenous people don't have unique characteristics of their culture from one, one part of the country to another, from one tribe to another? I mean, come on, people. Yeah. They're all, like you said, 500 nations. Yeah, there's going to be differences. Yeah, there's going to be sh shared similarities, of course, with across yeah. all peoples. But yeah, so white people, please just don't don't get upset when somebody says, "No, I am, I am this or I am that." Don't don't take it personally. It's it's you need to show the respect that this pers person deserves that you expect. You expect the respect, so just be respectful in return. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you mentioned that actually, Paul, because it's a good time for me to mention it myself. Uh, I actually made the mistake uh, when we uh, talked about the residential schools. I re remember uh, from one of our listeners, 
uh, Angus Anderson. We, I had received mm -hmm. the, the paragraph on from uh, what the bishop had determined what the role of uh, purpose. And I said that he was Inuit and he sent me a gentle, a gentle correction to say that, no, in fact, he's Inu. Yes. Uh, so I wanted to, to make sure that uh, I put the correction in and you just like opened me up a nice opportunity. So uh, Angus, as promised, uh, I'm here to learn and thank you for the gentle correction. Yes, we, we appreciate the gentle corrections because we're going to make a lot of mistakes. Yep. We're going to make a lot of mistakes and we just, we just hope to get better. Yep. Sorry, I got a little emotional there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, number uh, 15 is, um, you know, you're, you are a guest in Indigenous spaces. Um, always remember that. You're not automatically uh, invited into every aspect of that space. So, you know, there are going to be closed, um, closed practices. Mm -hmm uh that are you know just for indigenous people and there's gonna be general practices that are open to everybody you know like smudging is is something that's uh you know open to everybody mm -hmm. to participate in it i should yes. say not to not to run it no, no, um, no, no you know no, no, no. running running a um smudging ceremony is is a closed practice mm -hmm. yeah okay i've uh yeah my my uh my nephews are Métis. Uh, my sister was uh, her her ex husband. Uh, we're, we're still we're still all very close. We still like spend Christmas time together and everything. So I mean, it was a very amicable amicable divorce in the sense that they put their children first. Um, and every house she's moved into, she's like calls up her mother in law and still calls her mom. Says Marie, mm -hmm. can you come and smudge my house? Oh yes, of course, of course, of course. It's she's mm -hmm. like it's important that this is done here. And as a result, my sister's become very sort of earthy in many respects. Like she's tells the children to respect Mother Earth. We don't litter. We don't. We don't. You know, it, I'm Christmas time. I'm doing the dishes with my sister, and she keeps shutting. I'm I'm washing, so I keep rinsing before she dries, and she keeps shutting off the water. Mm -hmm. I go, what? She goes, stop wasting Mother Earth's pressure, precious precious resource. Yeah, okay, you got me on that one. <laughs> Like you got me on that one. I, I can't argue with it. You're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. And with that, kits, that's the end of the first half of our extended interview with Bryson Silboy. We hope you enjoyed it and that you found the information useful and that you might be able to uh, apply it. Uh, please join us for the second half very, very, very soon. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying, until next time, dear kids, it can be a tough world out there, so be kind to and gentle with yourself. The True North Eager Beaver podcast is an Eager Beaver, Mr. Grizzly collaboration. Copy written by The Eager Beaver. Recording, production, and editing by Mr. Grizzly. Music courtesy of Ben Sound Royalty Free Music. Once again, thank you to our founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing and CanadianTarot.com. And thank you to the very kind and patient Bryson Silliboy for agreeing to be our guest this week. Hopefully, more and more of us are on the path to becoming true allies. Hello, kids. It's Mr. Grizzly, your friendly neighborhood grizzly bear, who's asking you how much you like this program. 
And I'm asking you if, well, you like this show, you like what you hear, and we're happy to do this for you, if you'd be willing to, you know, throw us a couple of bucks as a tip. And the reason we do this, with the reason we ask this question is because there are some production costs involved. We're happy to give this to you, but, you know, feel free to send us a couple of dollars over uh, coffee.com. And now the website is ko-fi.com backslash eager beaver. Dollar, two dollars, 50 cents, whatever, whatever you can spare. It helps us with our production costs. Mr. Beaver. That's right, Mr. Grizzly. Uh, if you go to our coffee page, the recommended donation is $3, but it can really be anything you want, um, less or more, if you happen to like this show especially. Um, we reinvest uh, in the show. Uh, as you can tell, uh, the sound quality has improved since uh, episode one. And uh, you know we want to see where this show can go. Uh, hopefully, we can maybe get some correspondence uh, one day um maybe film it uh, for youtube uh if uh, you guys have any suggestions of what you'd like to see the show become of course those are always welcome uh because you know we do this for you um so yeah uh every little bit helps and of course if you can't afford anything and you just like the show then please you know that's quite all right send us some comments let us know what you think of it uh that means just as much to us too and don't forget the website www.ko-fi.com backslash eager beaver. Thanks, eh? And kits for this uh, series of interviews. And kits, we would like to let you know that for this series of interviews in particular, any tips that you very generously give to us, we will be donating half of them to an organization of Bryson's Choice. Thank you. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know? And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world, and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.